Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Congress wants to invest in green energy while also taxing the businesses it's investing in, all in the name of reducing inflation. So what's really going on? And is this really just uh, one more step on the the path? We were joking last week about the path to a cacistocracy, uh, which, of course, is government by the least qualified and least suited (laughs) to govern. And this is one of those that is kind of a a head scratcher. And so whenever we have a head scratcher, we go to our inside source, Brian Riedel, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. And Brian, uh, help me understand this. Are are we on the path to uh, a cacistocracy here? This is kind of, uh, you wrote in the the New York Post that this is a master class in the incoherence of government. Explain for our listeners what happened in the first bill and what they're proposing in the next. Yeah, you know, I, I, I often think for every government program, there's an equal and opposite government program. Uh, the reconciliation bill is called the Inflation Reduction Act because it has $300 billion in deficit reduction, which they say means it'll reduce inflation. But the day before they unveiled that, they produced a bill, the semiconductor bill, that adds $300 billion in deficits. So by that logic, In terms of inflation, the two bills actually contradict each other and cancel each other out. And no surprise, the economist at Penn Wharton said that there is no notable inflation reduction over the long term. But that's only the first contradiction. The second contradiction is the the two bills, the semiconductor bill and the reconciliation bill, have huge Uh, tax preferences for green energy, climate, and scientific research. They want to give all these big tax credits for science, again, green energy, climate, and research. But they're paying for it with a 15% corporate minimum tax that specifically prevents companies from utilizing tax preferences. So so the same companies that are getting a bunch of tax preferences in these two bills are also having the very same tax preferences taken away with the minimum tax. So they, to a certain degree, they cancel each other out. Wow. This is what we call a wow moment. So, so the, they created the, a loophole uh, for those who, who were doing positive things. Again, we think that's good. Climate, green energy, getting those credits, that's a great thing. But but then we turned around and now we're saying that we're going to close the loopholes for anyone who's who's using those loopholes uh, to avoid <laughs> avoid the tax. Yeah, and, and it's because they're talking to two different audiences. They want to be able to tell the science community and the climate community, mm. look at all the great work we're doing on science and climate. We have all these great tax incentives for business to invest and adopt uh, clean energy and semiconductors. And then they can go around to progressive and say, we're sticking it to the businesses by closing tax loopholes that allow them to cut their tax rate. And they're kind of hoping the two groups won't talk to each other and realize <laughs> that they actually contradict each other. Uh, and, and that is the, the real test is uh, will, will people actually talk to each other uh, to figure out that uh, this this really is one of those where uh, it's a Rob Peter to pay Paul and, and back again. It's sort of the uh, uh, a double whammy in, in terms of talking out of both sides of your mouth, depending on who you're talking to. 
and, and again, I think we can we can say, okay, these these can all have very noble goals. They all can be good. We can even support these. But if we're just going to be canceling things out, if we're going to say, oh, we're saving three hundred billion here, but we're actually going to spend three hundred and forty-two billion over here, uh, we're we're really not advancing the ball when it comes to the results the American people are looking for. Right, because this is the triumph of messaging. Uh, they want to be able to brag about different things in different bills. They want to be able to brag that they're closing the deficit with one bill, and then with the other bill, they want to brag that they're providing all these great new benefits, so who cares about the deficit? <laughs> they want to brag that one bill reduces inflation while the other bill increases inflation. Uh, it's just different messaging on different bills for different goals without, without noting that they contradict each other. But ultimately, the goal here, I think, for Congress is just it's control. Um, you know, those tax breaks go to businesses if you do what government wants you to do. They're not broad-based tax breaks. They're tax breaks for doing exactly what the government wants. And then they turn around when the business actually does what they want and still take the tax breaks away. But ultimately, it's a lot of congressional meddling that's really not producing much except micromanagement. It's not really going to help science uh, because, it, it, again, it contradicts itself. Yeah. And so, so what's the path forward? How do we get out of this kind of uh, mode? And again, both sides have done this on, on a host of different issues over the years. And uh, it, it's easy to have that singular message that uh, standing by itself, you think, oh, that's great. Everybody stands and cheers. Uh, but then you look at the flip side of uh, the next thing that gets passed and it's not only canceled that out, it's made it, it's made it worse. How do we get more transparency in that process and a different kind of discussion in terms of solutions that will be sustainable and that will actually have the the right result well you know we, we have met the enemy and it is us we continue to vote for these <laughs> candidates um but i also think a lot of it is voter education they trick us because we allow ourselves to be tricked you know as voters we talk about how we want tax incentives for for all these great things and then we rail against you know, loopholes when corporations take those incentives. And so I think there's, there's also a voter education angle. They're going to keep dividing us up and contradicting uh, themselves as long as we keep falling for it and not, and not really addressing that. You know, if you want, if you want a fair, low-rate, low fair tax code where every company pays minimum taxes but nobody pays too much, you can't also demand that the tax code have all these little carve-outs for your friends and for your special interests. As voters, we have to make up our mind. Yeah, that is uh, that is such a, a great point. It's such a crucial part of the conversation uh, is that we do have to dig a little deeper as voters, as citizens, uh, to say, okay, what is this really doing? And uh, to look at it a little more broadly. And it doesn't require us to spend you know hours and hours every day, but we do have to be in tune in terms of these bills and uh, what they say they're producing versus what they're actually producing. Uh, you, of course, uh, included in your piece uh, today, Brian, the uh, the Ronald Reagan uh, quote that uh, was probably right, that the government's view of the economy is uh, uh, some very simple phrases. If it moves, tax it, tax, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. If it stops moving, subsidize it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, somehow we've got to figure out a way out of that cycle because it seems like Republicans and Democrats alike are stuck uh, in making that the revolving door of Congress. Yeah, we, we, we tax, we're taxing and subsidizing the same industries. Um, you know, one thing I noted in my op-ed is, 
you know, we're, we're, we're giving the semiconductor industry all this money in order to produce more semiconductors in America, but then they're going to pay that industry itself is going to pay billions in new taxes, um, it, it, you know, from, from the reconciliation bill. It, it's, you're, you're subsidizing and taxing at the same time because we both want to encourage production and also punish evil business. Uh, again, we got to make up our mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great insight. Brian Riedel, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, a uh, just a fantastic piece in the New York Post. Uh, and we've all got to get to the master class to figure out uh, how do we avoid the cacistocracy on this one, because <laughs> it is a brutal cycle we're, we're rolling through. Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, there's so many things uh, that Brian hit in there. Uh, that we were taxing and subsidizing at the same time, the same people, the same industries, uh, just so we can make people that donate happy. Uh, that's the wrong approach. We got to get to transparency and accountability and real results. We'll be right back. 